to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside. You were supposed to come later. Do you have any bags? Anything you want to take? You should No, Shannon. We're getting out of this country. Is there anything you want to bring with you? What's the matter with you? We have a confession. We've never watched Lost. Now, we're tired of hearing about it, so we're finally watching the hit TV show for the first time. Come along with us to the island. And please stay close by, because we're, we're so, so lost. We need the dating police. We're also rewatching the classic ABC TV series Lost, and we've been lost for a little we've bit ourselves. We've been lost for roughly four months, and I'm Anne Marie G. Simone. <laughs> yeah, uh, we. Uh, if you if you watch this mainly on YouTube, or you get the advanced version through our Patreon, uh, then you haven't seen a new episode in several months because we've been going. We were busy covering Once Upon a Time season five B and Gotham, Gotham season, season two B. Uh, but uh, now we're back. Uh, we also need a little time off to get moved around. You might notice we, we have, we're in a different space and everything now. Uh, but we're back to talk about Lost. Are you excited, <laughs> Emery? We're going to go talk about Lost. Are you excited, Emery? I'm jazzed. Yeah, this is going to be cool. This is going to be cool. <laughs> We've been wanting to get back to it, and we actually canceled our Once Upon a Time show so we could do this show more. No, a I'm bit. kidding. Uh, there were there were other extenuating circumstances too, but uh, I, I mean, I, well, Amory, why don't you tell them about the spoiler party, and then we'll get talking about this week's episode. You mean the spoiler policy? The spoiler policy, not the spoiler party. Let's have a party uh, where we talk about spoiler Hi. policies. Okay, so our spoiler policy is don't tell us anything further in advance than where we are we know that the series is over we know that it's happened it's it's out there there's books upon books upon i don't even know probably novelizations of some sort (laughs) about the show i wrote three myself (laughs) amazing on 12 episodes Mm -hmm. um and we normally are very pro spoilers we love them they're fun they enhance the show watching for us but we want to be pure on this yeah. so normally if, this is a problem that happens with our chat room over at live.universebox.com but and we been, have to yell at them we've been gone for a while so I, and the regulars aren't there just because well, they probably don't know what's happening yet, i think one so. of the regulars is there uh, michael lucero michael yes lucero who we'll hear is from there. later <laughs> but, but yeah so if you want to send in feedback on literally any episode of the series, that's fine. Just make sure in the title or the subject what, what episode it is, season, yeah. what number, so that we don't read ahead. Yeah, because uh, we, we don't want to be spoiled because we, we want to approach this as new viewers because we are. We so. are new viewers. Yeah. Okay, well, now that we've got that out of the way, why don't we go ahead and get talking about season one, episode 13. Anne-Marie, why don't you hit us up with the rhyming episode summary? <sighs> Boone confronts Locke about the secret hatch. People are asking about the boar they don't catch. The bald guy needs Boone to be at his best. His obsession with Shannon must be addressed. <laughs> Loving your family shouldn't need blinds. Will a day trip unlock sibling hearts and minds? Hearts and minds! Ooh, the black. Anne Marie, what'd you think? <sighs> okay. I mean, we needed the episode desperately. We did. Desperately, because swirling since episode one was what is the deal with these two? <laughs> Um, uh, (laughs) but I, it's, I feel icky. I, it all, that's okay. I'll survive. I don't need to see you. There There you are. Hi. (laughs) Hello. Um, yeah. I don't know if this episode left me a little icky. Yeah, it was, it was a little icky. It was a little icky. A little icky. A little, little little icky. icky, icky. And there, there was one reason for that. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
and, and that reason is the step lover oh, uh, that we had in this oh, episode. The uh, step lover. Now, now this is something I wanted to talk about right off the bat because, yet again, I predicted something that was going to happen. I knew there was something just a little bit cozy about these two. I think in <laughs> one of our first episodes, I even said it seems like there's some sort of like Angelina Jolie, her brother, sort of ickiness Yeah, but weren't on. they like blood-related? They were blood-related, which makes it even, even more icky. But, uh, you know, I, I thought it was an interesting dynamic. Uh, Shannon seems like she's having enjoys having power over Boone. I. Mm-hmm. Uh, first with the false uh, rescue missions that, you know, she can call him and he'll come to a rescue every time. And then, you know, she can scam him for some money. Then with the drunken hookup in the motel room. Oh, the creepy, that wasn't even a motel. That was a fancy, nice hotel. Yeah, that was a nice hotel With the beautiful yeah. view of the Sydney Opera House, just mm-hmm. to make sure you knew <laughs> that they were in Sydney. Now, I, I wonder, was she planning on using the hookups to have leverage over Boone so she could get more access to the money? Yep. Or was she just drunk and her boyfriend... Uh, kind of ran around on her and double, triple crossed her. And so she was like, yeah, he's here. I think it was a bit of a plan. Yeah. Because that's how everything she did Because she was just so cold and calculated when the lights came back on, you know? Uh, yeah. And she was just like, this is how it's going to be. Yeah. yeah We're so- just going to go back. Like, what? <laughs> so, yeah, I definitely I definitely feel like that uh, was a, a complete plan on her part. Yeah. Now, I, I also feel that Boone knew his love for her was wrong or at least misplaced. Oh, he completely knew. Yeah. He'd been her brother for since he was 10. Yeah, like, definitely. You know. But, but uh, you, you know, that's why he had to let that whole side of himself go, that whole, uh, you know, attachment go. Yeah. To become his own person with a more noble purpose, as happens later in the episode, which we'll talk about a little bit later, too. I, I also, uh, you know, the, the whole first her double-crossing him, then her boyfriend double-crossing her, mm-hmm. I, it was very surprising. It kept me on the edge of my seat the whole time. Really? Yeah. Usually, you know, big story twists don't really, like, get me. Like, whoa, whoa, what's happening? But, uh, <laughs> whoa, 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 what's whoa, happening? What's happening? Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah, it was definitely uh, definitely surprising the way it went down. Uh and also, one thing I wanted to mention, too, was that we, we've known throughout the entire series so far that Shannon was a bit of a spoiled brat. But it also sounds like maybe Boone's mom screwed her over a little bit, too. So there might but be... But did she? Because we actually mm-hmm. don't get that confirmed from Boone. Yeah. That's just the story that the boyfriend is telling. Mm-hmm. And, well, the double, triple cross girl, how much are you going to take that word for? Yeah. And as Michael says in the chat room, uh, you'll find out Shannon's motivations, but not for a little bit. Wah, wah, wah. We'll find it out eventually, though. Oh, he also asked, uh, did we upgrade our cameras? Uh, we look a lot better. I know. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the new recording software I'm using. Hopefully. Hopefully it doesn't crash out like it did on our test run. Knock, knock. Uh, but yeah, I, I, it, we're encoding at a higher bit rate. And say it's all boring technical, stuff. You don't technical. want to hear about that. But uh, okay, let's see here. Let's see. Did you get everything? Yeah. yeah. Okay, you want to cool. go ahead and talk? Okay. I can absolutely talk. Not a problem. Okay, Locke. It feels like the more people get to know him, the less that they seem to trust him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm fixing it. <laughs> but um, because like Saeed... Um, Jack and Boone are all very suspicious of him, and they're the ones who spent either the most time or had the most like intense interactions um, with him. But then you have Charlie, on the other hand, who is more than willing to put his entire life in Locke's hands over and over again. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. It's like he's one of those guys that the more you get to know him, the less you trust him, which should sort of be the, yeah. I would think. Well, I, I think... 
you know, Jack just he, he's not sure how, how to take him. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah, I, I think I think he'll come around. I have some theories about that here in a oh, minute. Oh, do you? Too. Yeah. Do you? Okay. I do, however, believe that Locke is cuckoo bananas. He's the complete bit. definition of cuckoo bananas. Uh, we don't know exactly what happened when um, the island showed itself to him mm-hmm. or let him into the bubble or whatever really happened. Um, I just don't understand how it made such a connection that he completely, well, everything works now. So that's like a little baffling. Like, how did he know to make the hallucinogenic? Mm-hmm. How? How? That's not something you learned well, in service. No, no, that's not how I, you learned for well, your walkabout. We, we, yeah, we saw in the walkabout episode that he was, you know, planning and preparing for this trip into the jungle or whatever you still for, don't for learn. months. And he, he was at a severe disadvantage because he was in a wheelchair, you know? Yeah. So I, I would imagine, you know, you'd learn just about everything you could. Plus, it didn't seem like he had, he didn't have friends. He didn't have a family. He had a you lot st- of time. He I was still- a weebolo. He's he been was. doing it since he was a kid. I do understand that he was a weebelow. I wonder if he, he became paralyzed because of his weebelowing. I highly doubt it had it. Possible. Um, but it just seems weird that he learned how to make a hallucination. That, mm-hmm. That's just strange to me. Um, and the, the not needing the compass, that is wrong <laughs> anymore. It seemed a little little fishy. A little fishy there. He didn't know about walkabouts than he did. He did tell the travel agent that he knew more about walkabouts than he did. Yeah, Michael Lucero. But what does that have to do with knowing how to make a hallucinogenic (laughs) Um, and apply it on the back of a cut? I don't know. That just Mm -hmm. confuses me. But no, the compass is an interesting little tidbit. Yeah. Um, Because they've only been there three weeks as mm-hmm. we get from Kate later on. And for him to have completely learned his way all around the entire island, that's still pretty quick because it's a big island yeah. that they don't leave the valley, but it's still a couple miles each. Well, I have some theories about the compass coming up, too. Oh, I, th- I think goody, there's goody. more to that compass than meets the eye. More than meets the eye. Robots um, in disguise. I do believe... <laughs> the compass is a robot. Transformer. Beep, bop, boop. I do believe that I'm on Team Trust Lock with my life, though, because... Yeah. I'd be dead. Yeah, he definitely. I would be dead. He, I, as as to paraphrase uh, what what uh, Charlie said, he's got it going on. Locke has got it going on. on. And you know what else he has? Mm-hmm. It, basically, mm-hmm. his his big strength is mm-hmm. his strategy, and it kind of ties back to the title of this episode: "Hearts and Minds." Uh, now, if you're unfamiliar with the phrase hearts and minds, oh, here we go. Uh, it refers to a battle strategy they used back during the Vietnam War, uh, where instead of invading or conquering a land, uh, an army would protect them to win their hearts and minds. Uh, so this is the strategy Locke is employing with the castaways, uh, first with Charlie and Walt, and now with Boone. Uh, he's, he's going through all the down the, the line. Yeah, instead of asserting himself as a leader, he instead of standing up at the uh, on the, the top of the day. rubble with a spear and being like, "You guys have to listen to me," he, he's 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 going around the side hatch. Mm. Um, you, you know, he's uh, <laughs> he, he's finding that one problem each of the castaways have, and then solving it so they'll trust him uh, to be the leader when it counts. I, you know, uh, the examples I just gave, Walt needed a real father figure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlie needed freedom from his, his addiction. And, uh, you know, Boone needed to stop making those sideways <sighs> glances at his sister so much, yeah. her stepsister. I, it, he's basically, he's creating a team of soldiers willing to fight under his leadership. And, and Charlie even says, like you were saying earlier, uh, Charlie even says something similar to Jack about, yeah, if anyone's going to get us out of it, it's this guy. Mm-hmm. So when that time comes... He's there. He's going to have a whole bunch of the people ready to box step behind him. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, 
you know, get in line and follow his lead. Right. I, I what I wonder though, especially since he's been so kind of wishy washy on you know his motivations and stuff. When is Jack going to get the lock treatment? Yeah, I, 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 I see that coming sooner rather I could than see it. later. Yeah, for sure. He's he's the again. We've now been off for like four months or something ridiculous. Where I haven't yeah. watched any. Um, but it seems kind of it was a mid season break. It was our mid season break. <laughs> But it just feels like Jack is a little lost and he mm-hmm. needs Locke to bring him – to give him a purpose. Yeah. So I, I could see that the Locke treatment coming soon. Let's hope. Let's hope. Let's wish and hope and pray. Next episode maybe. That might be really quick. Yeah. Okay. So Sun and her English. We're now up to two. Count them two. People who know for a fact that she speaks English. Mm-hmm. Michael and Kate. Um. Yeah. Secrets don't last long in like – normal world let alone a tiny island that only has so many people mm-hmm. like they're it's going to get out that she speaks english and i think she needs to like they need to figure out a way to let it come out organically uh-huh. instead of the rumor mill because just don't let hurley find out if hurley knows it's like the town <laughs> crier yeah. son speaks english son speaks english like that's what's gonna happen well, michael might already have been talking because hurley hurley was like there's a rumor you guys know english you know so oh see see mm-hmm. exactly so all they need is hurley to come upon any two of them talking and yeah and you're in trouble but um i think it would be smart for um kate or michael even to take it upon themselves to teach jin and sung english Mm-hmm. so that way she'd have plausible so, deniability right oh she's a quick study she's a, yeah she just happened to learn it really quick because what else is she doing other than gardening mm-hmm. so i but i think i think it's gonna i mean it's gonna be become a major mm-hmm. thing yeah i have a theory oh i'm sure you do share see i think i think that uh jen and son have a common problem in that, in that they're both lying to each other about, about knowing something. english <gasps> i was thinking that too yeah i think jen knows english because he you know hurley says in very plain Eng- english if i drink this will you give me a fish and stuff and then he gives him a fish a little bit later like I mean, obviously, you know, it makes sense. Jin's the fish guy. Uh-huh. Uh, he had kind of a bonding moment with Hurley, made him puke and all that. Uh, but, but at the same time, that seems like such an exact thing. And he gave it to Hurley with such meaning. That, it was already cleaned. That's impressive. Yeah, that it felt like he knew. He, he knew exactly what Hurley said. I think his job in Korea also would lend itself to having to learn English. Yeah, well, I mean, he would... He was a shady one, but he was a businessman, you know. Uh, he was a gangster. He was a gangster. Uh, but, I mean, they, that that usually involves, you know, probably knowing one of the biggest languages. used business languages in the world. Right. You know, uh, like, what is it? It's English and Japanese, isn't there? The two big, probably. The big two. Uh, I, so, you're Chinese now. <laughs> but Chinese, Japanese, and American. And American English. American English, British English. Australian very, English, very similar. Scottish English, which isn't Tea English time. at all. Tea time. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I, th- I, I think that Jin knows, and I think there's going to be a really awkward moment where, where they're both going to find out at the, at same, the same time. time. Oh, oh, and Michael Lucero <laughs> in the chat room. I want you to say what Michael said there. He says, "Oh man, I forgot. This is the pee on it episode. One of my favorite <laughs> comedic scenes in the show." It seemed like Hurley just wanted. He, he he's like he heard about this and he was like, "That would be a cool situation to be in." And he was like, "I'm in it. Be on my foot. Be on my foot. Be on, you got to be on my foot. Gangrene. Gangrene." And he's like reaching up and everything. Yeah, that was a little. 
Pretty crazy. A little awkward. Pretty crazy. Cray, cray. Okay, well, we have plenty more to talk about Lost, but first we're going to take a little break here and talk about a couple things. First of all, and we do encourage you to leave us reviews over on iTunes, please, on Stitcher Radio, please. on Google Podcasts now, oh, I believe. Oh, that's right. We're there. Yeah, we are. We are. We're so Google Podcasts. We're so Google Podcasts. Uh, but it really helps spread the word about the show. We're loving doing the show. We'd like, we'd we'd love, like more people to love the show with us. Yeah, it, I, I will say, though, that the listeners that we do have are very very dedicated. passionate like we we've been getting one or two tweets a week for the past three or four weeks when there hasn't been a new More episode than, i even think maybe over a month we've been getting when are you doing another show when are you yeah, doing another show and sometimes from people that we don't hear from otherwise. Yeah. Which is what makes it all the cooler. It's like, hey, mm-hmm. who are you, random person? Okay, lost. Got it. Coming but the, soon. The best way to help spread the word is to leave. Well, one, tell your friends. Tell friends. Two, tell people you don't know. Uh, leave a review on iTunes or mm-hmm. Stitcher or Google Podcasts. And we'll read it on the show like we're going to do with Kelsey's right now. All right. This is from Kelsey. A five-star review. A community worth rewatching Lost for. Anne-Marie and Bill combine humor, plot dissection, and dish out a warm plate of keeping it real with all of their podcasts, this one included. I only started rewatching something I said I'd never do with Lost because of them. I've always been interested in joining the community they've created, as in participating in chats, etc. But I've always had to work on nights they do it. That's going to change, and I recommend any fan of Lost to do the same. Make time in your schedule for these two. You won't regret it. And thank you thank very you. much, Kelsey. That was an excellent review. Yeah, I believe uh, Kelsey came to us from our defunct podcast, Greetings from Storybrook. So, I believe so. I uh, welcome, believe so. Kelsey. Welcome, Kelsey. Okay, and uh, yeah. re- real quick before we get back into the discussion, we just wanted to tell you a little bit about our Patreon real quick, Anne-Marie. Hi, we have a Patreon over at patreon.com slash universebox. This is a, you know, well, it's fun for us. It's a, <laughs> it's a fun way for you to help contribute to the shows. Um, you can make a monthly donation starting at like 10 cents. Um, we're doing our best to keep up on the rewards <laughs> of um, some commentaries. We'll write you a letter. We'll sing you a song. I think we owe some people, but they didn't tell us what song to sing. Yeah, we um, are we are going to try and revamp this over the summer, too, especially oh, since yes. we're not doing greetings from Storybrook anymore. It, right. it feels necessary. And there's not much dog boy going on. Yeah. Stuff like that. It, it needs it needs you know the spit polish. But um, we really do appreciate any of our contributions from our patrons, and we do hold a fun hangout almost every month. We're yeah, really we did getting it just it. a we couple just days did it ago on Tuesday, and it was a lot of fun. We talked mm-hmm. about the upcoming Infinite Tina. We talked mm-hmm. about our move. A small child made an appearance. It was really, it was a grand time for everyone. London came calling. London did come calling. Uh, but you know, we we love each and every one of you. Right now, we have twenty nine patrons giving us one hundred and thirty bucks a month. Uh, we, we love each and every one of you. Uh, we we want to love you more. So give us more money. <laughs> Patreon.com slash universe box. And remember to, to think, think outside. outside. Okay, so I guess we should get back into the main discussion here. Oh no, wait, wait, no, 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 wait, wait, no, no wait. main discussion yet. It's been so long that I forgot. We it's normally hear hear from our constant listener, our constant friend, and lost obsessed expert. Michael Lucero on the most current episode we're watching. Take it away, Michael, with some stuff about hearts and minds. Who? Bill Meeks? The guy's a freak of nature, highly disturbed. Chances are he probably killed all his mates at the post office I the did, day yeah. Anne-Marie forgot to put some candy corn in his lunch tin. <laughs> that was my first impression anyway. But no offense, mate. If there's one person on this podcast I would put my faith in to save us all, it would be Bill Meeks. 
Thank you, Michael. Hey, Bill and Amory. It's Michael. Uh, even though this isn't the most plot-heavy episode of the season, I still kind of like it because I think the plot twist at the end is pretty good. And also because it has a lot of uh, Locke being super awesome. Uh, <laughs> he has this crazy mixture of kind of wise, kind of insane. And uh, it's a slightly off-kilter brand of sanity that I think is perfectly suited to the island. Um, and as Charlie said, he's uh, definitely their best hope. Uh, and this sort of Locke, who knows what's best for the others, even when they themselves don't know, and who does what they need to get them what they need, uh, he serves as sort of a shamanic figure of sorts. Uh, I think this is my favorite aspect of the character, for sure. Uh, we also see here the beginning of Locke's quest to open the hatch. And the hatch is definitely one of my favorite uh, season one mysteries. And what Locke... Uh, eventually goes through to get it open and what that ultimately costs. Uh, that will be some of the best and most moving parts of this season. So if you're excited about this, well, good, you should be. And I don't think you'll be disappointed at all. Um, another interesting Locke moment occurs when Locke isn't even in the scene. Um, when Saeed is telling Jack about the compass that Locke gave him, he kind of hints that the compass is defective since no minor magnetic anomaly could account for it being off as much as it is. Uh, what do you think? Do you think he's right about that? Uh, is Locke trying to sabotage uh, Saeed's efforts? We- That's my next point, Michael. I know, do I know that, that Locke uh, has an interest in staying on the island uh, and not having them leave, or do you think that there's something else uh, accounting for the uh, malfunction of the compass? Maybe Saeed just doesn't know how to read a compass. Um, the, this episode definitely uh, also contains for what is, for me, the funniest episode of the entire season, when Hurley asks uh, Jen to pee on his foot. <laughs> uh, I love that moment. I always uh, laugh really hard when that comes. Um, also, as as is typical of this show, uh, it isn't just a throwaway comedy moment. It's also grounded pretty firmly in a, a real and, I think, pretty special character moment for the two of them as well. Um, and I think it's interesting that Kate tells Sun she was going to Bali. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think that this was a lie, or was Kate uh, was she planning on going there if she hadn't been caught in Australia? It's interesting because... She was definitely going somewhere. She was She was on the move. As if it was a lie, it kind of suggests her lying is almost pathological by this point, which I think it probably well, yeah. isn't either way, uh, since she doesn't really have any reason to lie to someone who, as far as she knows at that point, can't uh, even understand her. But I really do like that she finds out about Sun's secret. I think their dynamic uh, is definitely interesting since they're both women who are keeping secrets about their past. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I I think Boone's backstory is interesting here. Uh, Interesting enough to me. It's definitely not the most uh, compelling flashback story in the show or even in this season. But unlike most people, I I actually don't hate him and Shannon. Uh, For what they are, I think they're interesting enough. And I definitely don't find them annoying. I mean, I think they're supposed to be a little annoying. And I think they uh, serve pretty well in that role. So I appreciate the role they play. And They're like flowers in the outback. Don't grudge them their place in, in this story. Uh, in Boone's vision, the monster attacks and kills Shannon, and this breaks a little bit of a pattern that the writers have established, one that pretty much holds true for the entire series, at least until the final season, that uh, every time we see the monster, we learn something new about it. We don't really learn anything new here, although I don't really think this breaks the pattern because it wasn't really the monster, just Boone's imagination. 
of it. Uh, all in all, I'd give the episode 8 out of 12 dabs of vision paste on Boone's head. Uh, as always, thank you, namaste, and good luck. Namaste, Namaste, Michael. Thank you very much. And one day we'll know what that means. I love hearing from Michael every week. It's been sad the past several weeks not hearing from Michael on Lost. It really Although, is. wait a second. I follow him on Twitter, so I've still been <laughs> hearing about him. All. You still get those yeah. little snippets. But thank you so much, Michael. And uh, okay, I guess that does it. It's time to get back to the main discussion. Woo-hoo. Okay, and as I mentioned, uh, the first thing I wanted to talk about coming out of the break there is the compass. Uh, mm. Now, I don't think the compass is faulty, uh, like Saeed was saying uh what if it's I, I, i'm thinking it's not the compass that's faulty it's the, the island that's, that's faulty. faulty it's the magnet- <laughs> magnetic fields around the island i now i think Locke noticed that the compass was going cuckoo bananas oh look who's stealing things then gave it then gave it to saeed uh, so he'd notice too. Mm-hmm. He wants Saeed's help in his, he his is big very mission. Pro Saeed. But not until he's ready to give himself over to the experience like Boone does this week. So he, mm-hmm. he's basically he's giving Saeed the compass to lead Saeed down a path to where he's ready to take part in this big hallucinogenic paste situation. Yeah, yeah. The the overarching mission that that Locke is kind of prepping everybody for, I think. I now I what could cause the compass to grow all Go all screwy. I have two theories. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. First is Bermuda Triangle effect. Because, I mean, uh, you know, and I mean, they're mainly myth and, you know, old wives' tales and things like that. But ships in the region of the Bermuda Triangle always reported faulty compasses, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so what if the island is in the Bermuda Triangle or someplace with, with similar properties to the mythical version of that region? Mm-hmm. I, now, I, I'm not sure where it falls on the map. I think it's like somewhere Hawaii. below... I think no. I thought it was somewhere below, like no. South America and uh, Australia. Let me look here. Bermuda Triangle. Oh, you mean the Bermuda Triangle? No, I thought the Bermuda Triangle was in the Atlantic. Here, I'm, I'm looking real quick. Because Bermuda. Okay, uh, let's see. You're here. way off, dude. Yeah, I am way off. You're way off. But but it is it it, it is to the south of the United States. So oh, there you go. Whatever, we'll go with that. Whatever little tidbit you can. Pull. Okay, well then an then an area like the Bermuda Triangle I'll give where you that. where things are all screwy. Maybe it's the other side where the Bermuda Triangle comes out. Who knows? Uh, but that's just kind of. That's kind of a volley. This is my slam dunk. Okay. Okay. The hatch. Mm. What if there's some huge magnetic instrument inside the hatch throwing the compass off? What if there's some Mm. big sort of machinery down there throwing the compass off? Uh, Saeed says interference could change it by a couple couple degrees. degrees. But what if it's a lot of interference and it's all over the island? What if there's like a Manhattan project going on down there or like a huge atomic bomb or something, you know, something just to create a big, massive amount of magnetic energy or even electrical energy could probably throw it off, too. And uh, M-, M. Lucero, Michael Lucero <laughs> in the chat room says, I-, I think the Bermuda Triangle is definitely one of the things they drew inspiration from. Interesting. So, so yeah, like I said, it might not be the real Bermuda Triangle, but it might be a Bermuda-ish I like the triangle. I like the hatch. You like theory, the hatch? Which in turn means that's what it is because... I'm not always right. 95% of the time you're right. Okay, 95%. I, I was wrong when I said I, I, I wasn't always right. You know what? <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. You need to talk about Jin and Hurley a little. Okay, so Jin and Hurley. Um... Little confused, like I get the fact that Hurley thinks he like offended Jin's honor or whatever by not taking. But mm-hmm. hasn't Jin just sort of been catching group fish? Yeah. Like he's the only one really fishing. Mm-hmm. Um, how has Hurley not been able to get the fish? 
Well, I think Hurley like does that Jin somehow... just go around passing out? Here's your fish for the day. Your fish for the day. Maybe, but I I I think that Hurley was just paranoid that Jin, Jin had it out for him. I because I mean he he's. I, I think he's a little distrustful of him anyway, just because they can't really communicate right. well. And then he he has that moment in his mind where he laughed in his face, yeah. in his head, and he's like, "Well, this guy is not going to do me right." Right. The uh, the only thing that confuses me a little bit about that, like that, I thought about it, and I'm like, "But shouldn't there be like a community spot for food, or is everybody just sort of like keeping all their stuff in their own little like pouch?" Because it seems like so we have Kate who's like a gatherer, we have Jin who's fishing, we have Boone and Locke who are supposedly looking for more boar. Mm-hmm. Um, we now have Sun who's growing a garden. More on that <laughs> in a moment. Um, it just seems a little strange that they're not like there's not a kitchen mm-hmm. or two kitchens, one on the beach, one in the at the rocks um, or the cave. They, it just doesn't feel like Kate's going to come back with a batch of papaya and pass out papaya. Yeah. And in that case, everybody needs a backpack. They have to keep with them all the time because it's their food. Mm. You don't want somebody stealing your food. Yeah. So there's that's my little confusion of it being a little odd that Hurley somehow felt he didn't have access to fish. Um, Maybe he just liked the, the, the boar, the boar meat. I'm sure he did really like the boar as well. Who wouldn't prefer that? Very true. Um, it is very curious to me how Jin and Sun, the mobster and the heiress, are <laughs> the ones who know the most about getting food. Like mm-hmm. Sun um, has gone from wearing jewels and going shopping and getting the best apartment and all of that to farming <laughs> by choice. And, mm-hmm. you know, knowing herbal medicines and the such. Um, and, you know, Jin is fishing. Like, yeah. dude was covered in blood one episode, like, mm-hmm. in his flashback. Like, it's not, fishing didn't seem like it was, like, up his alley. I don't so know, maybe, maybe they went camping a lot or something when they were young. I don't see that either. I'm just thinking it's a part of, more a part of Korean cult- culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That they learn these things, respect for the land type I, of thing. I will say, too, that Jin started out, uh, he, he didn't start out from noble means, you know, so. No, he didn't, but he definitely wasn't actively fishing. Yeah. So. But, but I mean, you know, his highest point socially before marrying son was what waiter or something like that. I so know. I mean, you know, I, I I could see him having a few more skills towards this end than maybe son does. Maybe maybe son just like to garden with her mom or something. It'll come out in a new flashback. Okay, so I wanted to talk. Uh, my last point. I wanted to talk about a little bit about Boone's day tripping adventure. Sort of that big hallucination he has. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so first off, and uh, you were sitting there when I said this. You'd already seen the episode once, but Mm -hmm. I knew it had to be a fake out from the start. Right. Because tying Boone up is one thing towards the end. You know, that's a very Locke thing to do, especially because Boone already kind of trusts him and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But Locke would never be dumb enough or, I think, immoral enough uh, to kidnap Shannon and put her in danger to teach Boone a lesson. Like, that. that's, that's going from a sort of a benevolent manipulation to a malevolent manipulation and I, I don't think Locke has that in him yeah uh you know i i love i love though and i noticed this what the second time through the episode when Locke and boone are walking out to the hatch they go through all the area areas that uh boone and fake shannon encounter during his hallucination oh. they walk through the creek where she dies they walk past the trees where they, they hide. hide from the monster oh. so i thought that was really cool so basically 
It was his path to get back. Yeah. He ran the path to get back. And had all these weird, tripped out hallucinations while he was doing it. Uh, So so I thought that was fun. And and you mentioned this a little bit before, but it it bears repeating. Uh, It's the monster bear. No, um, uh, the monster appearing in the hallucination uh, got Uh me thinking about Locke's encounter with it again. Are they somehow working together towards a common goal? Like maybe the the monster was there to to egg Boone on, and and uh, you know Shannon wasn't there. He hallucinated Shannon, but the monster was actually there. And maybe him Ooh. and him and Locke are working together to kind of you know win hearts and minds and push people oh. towards this thing. It, it, oh, wait, wait, wait! Big oh. announcement: Michael Lucero never noticed them walking through the all the all the scenes from the hallucination before. I've actually noticed something that you Michael Lucero. I outlasted Michael Lucero. I'm so proud right now. I'd like I'm to proud. Think, I'd like to thank the Academy, <laughs> and I'd like to thank uh, whoever crashed that airliner. I, I, I owe you everything. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, I feel like they could be working together. Possibly. Interesting. We, we'll see, though. Because, I mean, they seem to have some sort of under, weird supernatural understanding. Oh, so there's maybe, definitely something going on. Maybe they, they have a very special relationship. Not Boone and Shannon special. But <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so uh, you, you wanted to wrap up here uh, with a, a criticism about how they're handling uh, the big mystery box. Why, 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 why are they not digging around? around the hatch they're just clear it off so that you can see that it's a hatch and they try to pry it open and bang at the glass dude keep digging there's more to it yeah there might be another way in so i i I just don't understand why keep digging y'all like you don't (laughs) have to be michelangelo staring at the not clay stone the stone like keep digging through the dirt well, my my, and I I made a joke about this when we were watching it. I I was like, what if they get the hatch open and it's just more dirt, <laughs> like, right? But but I, I I feel like you know the hatch is leading towards something, so I I feel like they could dig around and expose that something. Yes, but that wouldn't give the, give them any answers because I'm we sure, don't know that. Yeah, I I'm just saying you know if there's an easy way in, it's going to be the door in the ground, not all the metal or whatever. But like, that could lead you to another door. But why would there be a door underground that had no, easier access also, than the one in the ground? But it wasn't just like a tube. It was like, it. well, I mean, it may have been, it kind of reminds me of one of those like campers, like the metal camper, oh, okay. the like spacey looking metal campers. That's yeah. what that reminds me of. But mm-hmm. that's a little longer. Like, how do we know that things aren't buried? We don't know how long it's been there. So mm-hmm. it could be buried. We don't know how long it is. We don't know what it is. Yeah. So... I'm sorry. I'm going to keep digging to mm. try and get it. Just like a treasure chest, you're going to keep digging so that you can pry it out of the ground. Yeah. Take it up with John Locke. Locke. Okay. Uh, Michael Lucero uh, in the chat room says, like I said yesterday, Bill, you notice new things every time you watch this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would imagine. I would yep. imagine. Mm-hmm. So uh, we are uh, asking the right questions. Yeah, Michael okay. Lucero also says we so are they asking need to the, be digging. the right questions. Excellent, excellent. That's good to know. And maybe once we get done with "We're So Lost," we'll uh, in three we'll, we'll years. Do, yeah, least. we'll do a new podcast called "We Were So Lost," where we go back and rewatch it and no. uh, see all no. the things we missed. Okay, it's time for the arbitrary scale. Anne Marie, out of hundred and seventy-six <sighs> gutted fish. How many gutted fish do you give this episode? 154. Why? Good things. Good things. Um, Boone and Shannon just make me feel icky. I hate Shannon a lot. Hate her more. They're a little weird. 
They're a little. They're a little icky. Weird. They're yeah. a little icky. Little icky. Um, however, I like her more with little, Saeed. And they're also a little licky. Um, but go ahead. Yeah, Saeed. No, I think Saeed's going to pull her into a good place. Mm. Hopefully, she'll lose the manipulation with that and mm. gain some confidence in herself because that's why you manipulate people. You have no confidence in your like natural abilities. You twist mm. however you want. Um, so there's that. But Boone just looks like a kicked puppy <laughs> more and more. A bit. A, a bit. bit. But no, he, he's going to rally because he has a purpose now. No, Hurley. He's going to puke and rally. <laughs> yeah, Michael in the chat room gives it 150 gutted fish. Okay. As for me, I'm going to give it... Hmm. Hmm. See here. I'll give it 160 gutted fish. Okay. Because it wasn't my absolute favorite episodes I, I i at times i felt like it was a little all over the place mm-hmm. checking in on like michael and walt and this person over here and that, that was person so brief. over there it was so brief and it, so yeah it felt uh, it felt a little like we have to contractually get all of these main actors into the show so we'll you know find a way to touch on their stories real quick and I, I felt like the main strength and the main concentration of the episode in boone and shannon i thought was a really compelling story like i said uh, there was a lot of suspense to it. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it kept me on the edge of my sh- seat and everything. I was glad I was I was proven right about them of seeming course. a little icky. Uh, and I, I really like where it's going, and I, I like where Locke's going even more. Like mm-hmm. the, the the more the season progresses, the more and more I, I started out as a big fan, but the more it goes on, the more I'm like, no, wait a second, he, I can see what he's doing. This is going to be awesome, right? You know, when it comes to fruition and everything. So yeah, just waiting for that moment, going to be good. Waiting for that Guffman. Waiting for that Guffman. Okay, uh, now uh, you know we we will be recording uh, new episodes of this. Ooh pretty much weekly through the summer. Yes. Uh, so if you have any thoughts about this week's episode or next week's episode, episode special. 14 special, uh, let's see here. I, yeah, y- you need to let us know. Yep. You need to get in touch with us. One, we're, we'll probably usually be recording Thursday nights. That's the goal. 8.30 p.m. EST mm-hmm. or ET, as the case may be, at live.universebox.com. Or you can write in. Uh, you can email us. We're so lost at... Je- or we're so lost podcast at gmail.com. Oh yeah. Don't make that mistake. Sorry. Facebook is facebook.com slash. We're so lost. Twitter is at we're so lost. And the voicemail number is four, two, four, two, seven, four, two, three, five, two. Make sure you don't make out with your stepsister. Four, two, four, two, seven, four, 2352 and don't make out with family members even if they're not blood related okay uh we have a couple of voicemails here that we got over the break uh both from don O'War that came from different episodes i believe so go ahead take it away don O'War number one hi bill and Anne marie this is don O'War. i'm just uh calling in for we're so lost because I, I just listened to your most recent lost podcast um in preparation for the once podcast that i'm going to be on so how was how awesome is that that it was and she was she was it was, it was good, good. The Claire episode, I'm really excited because it perfectly illustrates all my points that um, this shows a parallel, right? At least parallel. <laughs> um, we'll get into that tonight, and I'm really excited for that. But I just wanted to let you know that um, I wanted to know where, like, where you were in Lost and where your heads were at before I started talking, so I won't spoil anything. Thank, but, you. Um, Thank you. I think that you're asking all the right questions, and that's all I'm going to say. Nice. I think Michael Lucerno is actually telling you more stuff than I would tell you, oh, but you don't seem mad about it. Michael. So um, That's because we don't know any you know, better. Spoilers like <laughs> that he might be dropping or might not be dropping, as the case may be. You may never even know that that was one until much later. Exactly. So um, That's why it's What good. am I saying? 
Okay, so the Ethan Rom thing, that was something that he should tell you because there's no way that you can, like, go back and go, like, figure that out. But, you know, that's what we did when we, we watched it first run and we were all just starting to get the power of the Internet and that we could watch TV <laughs> together. And um, that is what we did is we freeze-framed things and we looked things <laughs> up and we, uh, uh, how would you call it, unscrambled anagrams uh, all week oh, yeah. and we for the next episode. Yeah, and there was like a big alternate reality thing too with like a website, like an Oceanic Airlines website. Oh, really? And all, yeah, all sorts of crazy stuff. Man, I didn't fall and we did it all together and it was awesome and, and that's why I love podcasting today. So, <laughs> Enjoy your um, your rewatch or your first watch of Lost, and um, maybe I'll pop in from time to time because I enjoyed it, even though I didn't watch the episode. Wait, bye. Thank you very Thank much, you, Don. Don. And uh, Michael Lucero responds to your comment. Uh, we, we're just putting people together here. Yep. I, I try to give just enough to tease things uh, without gi- giving actual information, unless it's something extremely important. Unimportant, extremely unimportant, unimportant rather. You know, like they ate a sandwich. Yeah, how'd they get bread? He also he also says he'll definitely make sure not to make out with his family members. Much appreciated. Good. Okay, and one more from Donna War. Take it away, Don. Hi, Bill and Emery. This is Donna War. How are you? Good. This is what I've been doing, right? Like TV finished, so I have like hours of podcasts that I I don't have to listen to anymore. (laughs) I I need hours of podcasts because I listen while I'm at work, great. So I've been listening to your law podcast. I'm up to episode six now, but I want to... I'm not actually watching the show, but I'm <laughs> listening to you watch it. And I know the show. I, I spent six years of my life, like, like investigating every tiny detail, so I, I don't need to watch it again. <laughs> but I like to, to listen <laughs> to you guys watching it, because I find it really um, entertaining how you um, speculate. Because that was the fun part anyway, right? Like, I think I had some of the worst, most terrible lost theories of anybody, and I, and I, <laughs> and I loved it, and I... Uh, intentionally tried to come up with the most ridiculous theories in hopes that I would be right. And I actually was one, so I had like one major triumph. But I think I was wrong on every single other theory I ever had. <laughs> I know that feeling. The <laughs> so the first year I just watched it, and the second year um, I watched it more obsessively, and then I, I went back and watched everything. And the third year, um, by, by the by the break in the second year, I was heavily heavy into the podcast, and by third year, I, I listened to hours worth of podcasts every day about laws. It changed the way I watch TV now. As I told you, like I, I have nothing to listen to right now because there's no shows on right now. But, um, there you go. I, I wanted to make some commentary, like um, maybe um, – after you guys watch the episode, tell you like what wrong theory I had. Like, or after you know, after the theories been busted already, then I'll tell you guys. I'll call in and I'll tell you guys like what stupid theory I had that was busted that week or something <laughs> like that. I, I don't know. That might happen later because I got really wild in theories later. <laughs> um, I'm not up to where you are now, so I, I'm up to episode six of Bill and Emery We're So Lost, and um, you're on twelve. So by the time I get to 12, you're probably up to 13 or 14, maybe. And um, once I join you, I will call in and have something to say about something, unless something in your podcast makes me call in before that. Okay, bye. Thank you very much, I love Don. it. And we are on episode 13. So, so uh, get on it. Yeah, yeah, we need to hear get from you. Get on it, girl. 
Yeah, and uh, Michael Lucero in the chat room says, you should read some of my theories. One of them was that the island was the Garden of Eden from the Bible. No joke. A friend of mine and I have hours-long conversations where we built up that theory. Interesting. And then to have it all crushed. Well, spoiler, I guess it's not the Garden of Eden. Thanks, Michael. Jeez, Michael. Jeez. Jeez. Okay, don't be a Michael. Don't send us spoilers, but write us. We're so lost podcast at gmail.com. Uh, Facebook is facebook.com slash we're so lost. <laughs> uh, Twitter is at we're so lost. And the voicemail number is 424 274 2352. Again, that's 424 274 2352. Or you can just dial 1 800. Don't make out with your sister. Uh, now, now, we're going to be back next Thursday, hopefully, hopefully. 8.30 p.m. EST, mm-hmm. uh, live.universebox.com. But I, I did want to tease just because this will be going out the, the day oh, we yeah. record it, actually, which hasn't happened in a while. We are doing a read-through of my pilot, uh, Infinite Tina, next Tuesday, 9 p.m. EST at live.universebox.com. We have a full cast. It's going to be mm-hmm. a lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoy it. One thing for Losties, it starts on somebody a close-up of somebody's eye. wonder where I got that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, please, if, if you can, come out and join us. And, and I'd love to hear your feedback on it, too, as I try and get it out there in the world and get it made somehow. That'd be fun. That'd be awesome. That would be fun. Uh, but you, you know what I'm going to say? I, I, I don't know what I'm going to say. And, and Amory, you probably don't know what I'm going to say either. You know why? Because, because, because we're, we're so lost. Flowers in the Outback, I, I could tell you didn't get that reference. Yeah. There is a very famous uh, book from the 70s about a brother and a sister who are oh. romantically entangled yeah, called you Flower- never mentioned that. Flowers in the Attic. So, oh. I'm going to so, vote not that one. 